Hi, I'm Alex Newick from the Victoria Grizzlies, and you're listening to Stick and Rank Radio. the Stick in Rink radio show here on CHLY, 101.7 FM and CHLY.ca. You know it, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Stick in Rink radio on this beautiful Sunday evening on Vancouver Island. Shout out to the North Mississippi All-Stars for that this banging track that, oh man, up and rolling. You can find it on Spotify or wherever you get your music. Oh man, it got us rolling before the show. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, mushroom tea and LSD. <laughs> As they say. All right, that maybe not that far. No, but... just trail, just trail. Oh, just trail. Okay, just trail. Yeah. Anyway, great, great song. You know, I kind of wish we found this song a little earlier in Stick and Rink Radio. We could have, you know, thrown it in there once or twice. But hey, you know what? It's always nice to end it off with a banger from Tanger. Last episode, last uh, radio show. So I'll take it. I'll take it. And uh, hey, we may bring it on the Soda Pod. So give that a follow oh, oh, oh. on Twitter at the Soda Pod, which is going to be 
Dylan and I reporting on and covering the Minnesota Wild for the Hockey Podcast Network. So pray for us, folks. Pray for us. <laughs> um, yeah, so hour three, it's a uh, it's a jam-packed hour. Um, this whole show has been a jammed-packed show. Um, it, there's a moving target as far as guests go in this hour, folks. I mean, Producer T is going to call in. We got Lyndon Wood from The Hood who may make an appearance as he... Uh, he walks around beautiful Nanaimo, as he likes to say. And we also got Josh, um, the the newest host of Stick in Rink for the Hockey Podcast Network. Him and Elijah of Ride the Pod joined us. A um, couple of young bucks. A couple of young bucks. A couple of all-stars, high draft picks. They joined, us, all-stars. they joined us and actually uh, gave the final sign-off on the, the finale of the Stick in Rink podcast. Josh is going to join us in uh, five to ten minutes here to, uh, to be honest, I don't even know what what the call is going to be about. He just texted me and he's like, Hey, I, I want to call into your show. Um, I don't well, know. It's basically his show though. That's the I thing, guess, right? I guess he, he does call the shots. Yeah. He can call in, run the shots, tell us what to talk about. We're just gonna have to listen to him. I wonder if he started off his night with some mushroom tea and LSD. What if he calls us and just simply boots us off? And what can we do? Because we've handed over the reins. Well, we're in studio. He's still in Vancouver, so I don't know how much booting he's going to be doing. And here. unless you're on your way to the studio, I think we're going to be staying. But this hour, mostly devoted to the Canucks, ladies and gentlemen, the Vancouver Canucks of the NHL. This is the Canucks, or I guess the local hockey hour slash the Canucks weekly wrap-up. We have a ton of Canucks talk in this hour. We have a little bit of local hockey talk as well. We have Globe Darton for the final time here on CHLY Stick in Rink Radio. And we also have a ton of prizes, ladies and gentlemen. So get your calls in, 1-855-740-1017, toll-free. Bring us a question. Hell, we might have to give Josh a prize here once he calls in Stick in Rink Radio. You know what? Yeah, we're true to our words, and we said we'd give a prize to every single caller. So, Josh, I mean, I don't even know if you're going to want this prize, but you're going to get it. So speaking, uh, speaking of being true to uh, to our word and uh, and everything in regards to that, done. We found the clip of Yessi Pugliarvi that we were talking about in hour two. I couldn't find it uh, online. That's because it's not on YouTube and it wasn't in our archive. Dylan found it on Twitter last time, so here it is, ladies and gentlemen. All right, folks. Here's here's the masterpiece. Check it out, boys. Give it old Yessi Pugliarvi a ride here. Just seen him crossing the street. And he hopped in. Okay, right, right, right here. Okay, buddy. Wicked. Whoa. So I, I don't know why he doesn't want to stay Edmonton when he has his own uh, his own you personal know chauffeur. his personal uh, chauffeur personal Uber drivers. All right, there we go. One a little Jesse Pulley Army, bud. Play a little encore for Jesse Pulley Army, bud. And uh, maybe Josh will want to chime into that as well because that's hilarious. But I mean, that's the clip. That, I mean, the clip for the ages with Jesse Pulley Army. Now we know. He doesn't speak English that well. I mean, Patrick Laine's English is miles above Jesse Pugliar. Maybe it's because, you know, Patrick Laine playing all that Fortnite with all those dirty Canadians. But, uh, you know, you know, back in the day, um, I can't remember which channels would have it, but there'd, there'd always be those advertisements when we were growing up and it would be like a, a scene of history and it'd say this was a Canadian heritage moment. I feel like that clip could be a Canadian heritage moment. Jesse Pugliar, but I remember those. Hey, we could... Hey, are those still around? I don't. I don't watch that much cable TV, so I don't know. Well, there, there's a lot of spoofs now, especially That's with true. with the whole um, uh, uh, former mayor of Toronto, right, right, Mr. Ford. <laughs> there was a lot of uh, the admitting to smoking the old uh, rock salt. Yeah, uh, much like you know a former uh, former contributor here at uh, CHLY. Oh, big shout out to Cool Cat. Cool Cat. I mean, are we gonna get into that right no, now? I don't know if we should get into that one. We've we've. <laughs> We've gotten in trouble for getting into that one before, so I don't know if things have changed over the last. Yeah, year but Dylan, so. it's the last show. The last show, I guess. I guess so. There's no consequences. The only consequences there are 
or for Josh and Elijah moving forward? Because uh, I guess we can taint the brand by going out. Yeah. <laughs> big shout, big shout out to the cool. Where cat. do you think he is these days? I don't know. Cool cat. Last, last uh, we actually saw him in in Victoria. Um, yeah. Um, I, <laughs> like a year, just over a year ago, I have it on my Snapchat feed. It actually came back. I don't use Snapchat much. I never did, but I really don't use it much anymore. But it was like memories of Snapchat, and it was like five of me filming the cool cat on the side of the road. Um, dressed up in construction worker getup. Now he wasn't constructing anything, and I was, you know, snapping them to a Dylan and our former co-host at the time. Shane might get angry at this, but for a solid five minutes, Cool Cat was the number one fan of Stick. Because <laughs> <laughs> when he came in and listened to our intro song with Snoop Dogg, please tell that story because that was the first it. encounter we had with him. That was the first time that he was taking over after our show. Um, I believe he was the first show to take or to to appear after us. Upon um uh, uh drop the hammer. Well, anyway, all right. Anyways, we we meet Cool Cat for the first time. He seems like you know pretty cool cat. Um, we we talk about our show and, and and we get ready. We're in the studio. We pump up the intro song, and of course, everyone knows Snoop Dogg is in our intro song. And the Cool Cat, he loves himself some Snoop Dogg. So the Cool Cat just lost it, folks. The Cool Cat was bouncing off the walls he was jumping up and down dancing in the studio he even decided to go roll himself a little something to smoke and was smoking that jumping around dancing around i don't know how happy they were with that in the studio the next day we didn't condone it but it happened because of our music so hey i guess we're partly to blame partly yeah i mean he he loves new d-o-double-g and so do we and so do we yeah yeah very but much uh so. yeah cool cat was uh he, he was an experience at stick and rink you know i think things went a little downhill after uh after he, he heard our intro i think that might have been the the thing that sent him on a downward spiral i really hope not but uh yeah you know just nonetheless a, a great part of chly history really is what what else is part of chly history we had that uh we, we that had the segment crow. called the you know shay shay chili and we also got in a bit of heat for that because um, uh it's not like we were tainting our beautiful studio here but the before we had some, we were extra, painting a graphic picture. Oh yeah, and before we had some, let's say extra security, um, it got a little crazy. It got a little crazy, and you know we'd have, uh, we'd run into certain situations every once in a while, especially you know in the winter time, coming down. You know it's all dark, it's raining. You you, you run into things, and uh, we would update the folks with the shade ch chili story, and uh, yeah, it was it was a good time, but that got uh, it got squashed pretty quickly. Um, but you know what? It looks like we're joined on the phone lines. Who do we have here? We got Josh. For, well, he's still of Ride the Pod, but he's now the new host of the Stick in Ring podcast on uh, the Hockey Podcast Network. How's it going, Josh? You are live on uh, CHLY 1017 FM Stick and Rink Radio. The finale. Two finales in a row for Stick and Rink. Woo! What's up, boys? How we doing? Good, good. Uh, just uh, a, a quick uh, note here. This show is a, is a clean show. I know we got down and dirty on Stick and Ring podcast. We got to keep things a little clean here on the radio station, even though we can't be suspended anymore because the finale. Uh, we 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 want to leave a, a positive image. Yeah, yeah. You know, honestly, I think uh, whenever I talk to you guys, it gets me uh, you know really fired up, and uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here. But I, I think I think I can contain myself for for the next ten minutes here. Awesome. Well, uh, what do you got for us here on Stick in Rink Radio? Um, have you been listening for the last, you know, few minutes coming into hour two? Did you hear our uh, Yessi Pooley-Arvey clip? Oh, boys, I was dying. Yessi Pooley-Arvey, <laughs> man. You know, on that, 
that was just the best clip ever. Was that just a fan just trolling him? Or no, that was a fan who that... picked him up on the side of the, the snowy roads of Edmonton, uh, drove him home. You know, honestly, I always criticize Edmonton for being a bunch of, you know, blue-collared rednecks, but good for him, man. Like, Hey, they got some guys. heart over there in Edmonton. They got some heart. Yeah, they got some heart. They also got a lot of patience, I'll tell you that, because holy <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if I could handle covering the Oilers, man. I look forward to covering the Canucks for you boys. Thank, thank you very much, Josh. And um, just, just quickly before we, get, you know, get into some hockey talk and uh, further pump you and Elijah's tires there for ride the pod and now stick and rink. Um, we we said it, and we are we're men of our words. Any caller on the Stick and Rink Radio Show is going to win a kick-ass prize. Tell him what he won. All right, you have won. And an exclusive herbal active foot rub from Isha Jerome. That wasn't the Congratulations, prize. Congratulations, sir. Oh, You're going to feel oh, like boy. a brand new man after this one. I'll tell you that. Boy, that's, that's so sick. I honestly, like, I love indeed. a good foot rub. I'm on, my, I'm on my feet eight hours a day. And I'll tell you a quick story here. So I was in Venice oh, please. Beach. I was in Venice Beach one time. I was, I was with the old man. And uh, we got brought in, you know, like the guys on the side of the street, they always try and tell you to come into their booth or whatever and like, you know, get something for two for one. So me and my dad got a nice little foot rub from like two 14 year old boys in L.A. And uh, honestly, it was OK, but Isha, man, oh, oh, baby, I'm looking forward to that foot rub, man. Well, he's, I got, got, I got, know, he's got the muscular hands. There's a little bit of a downside. You're going you're gonna to have to pick the little bits of hair out of your feet <laughs> afterwards. But you know what? He makes it all worth it. He really does. I don't I don't get I just went to actually a wedding in Bellingham on my mother's side. My mom is white, blonde hair, blue eyes, Seattle City girl. My dad is uh, the most stereotypical looking Persian guy there is and arguably a uh, walking carpet. And I got all of his jeans and I got none of my, uh, my mom's side of the family's height either. So I'm a short walking carpet. Uh, thanks, Dad. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, you're like the little magic carpet that Aladdin rides on, eh? <laughs> Sure. I got the magic hands, I, apparently. I take that as a compliment. I really would. Yeah, he's got the magic hands, too, just like McDavid, so it's okay. Oh, there you go. Um, we're, Well, we're about to get into some Canucks talk here. And speaking of Canucks talk, you were taking over uh, Stick in Rink moving forward, um, coming October 1st for the Hockey Podcast Network with your co-host extraordinaire, Elijah, we just wanted to get um, you know, your thoughts and maybe what your guys' plans are with Stick and Rink moving forward and what you are currently doing and will continue to do with Ride the Pod, which, folks, is one of the funniest hockey-based but also lifestyle-based podcasts that I've ever listened to. Yeah, you know, honestly, it's, um, you know, if I'm permitted kind of a bit of a cliche, it's been a hell of a ride uh, with Elijah and I. You know, I kind of started out just with, you know, him and I. Uh, literally how it would go is him and I would work together and we would no one else want to hear all of our talk about hockey because no one understood what we were really talking about people kind of understood the base and where the canucks were at and everything like that so we're like why don't we start this and uh you know we just started to cover like big headlines in hockey and then we realized that you know him and i did have a really good chemistry and um you know it just kind of took off from there and i mean you know we have lots to say we have some outlandish opinions and um yeah and you know honestly like getting into stick and rank, like uh, it's going to be such a great opportunity for Elijah and I, and, you know, being able to cover the Canucks, like it's the hometown team and everything like that. So, and I think where the Canucks are at right now, just with previous draft picks, where they're going with all their star players right now, like I we're covering a really good team this year. 
Well, we're really uh, honored that you guys have agreed to join the network and to cover, you know, the Vancouver team. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, to be honest, we're a little bit uh, jealous. You know, we've covered the Vancouver Canucks over the last two years, and they, they haven't been the best two seasons, but... Uh, Sorry, we're having some technical issues here in the studio, as always in CHLY. But yeah, like like I was saying, you know, the Canucks have had a rough two seasons. They're just kind of turning the corner now, and then we hand over the podcast. It, it doesn't seem right for us, but you know what? It's going to be awesome for you guys. And like you said, yeah, the, the hey, Vancouver I mean, Canucks I mean, can have you, a great I mean, season. you guys are running the network, man. I mean, you guys are always welcome. Like, you're the ones that gave us the shot. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. Like, Vancouver, like, you know, you just look at, Look at the lineup and look at the prospects that they have and that they have up and coming. Like Pedersen is obviously coming off an unreal year. Obviously, Ring wins Rookie of the Year. You know, Besser's due for a good year. Horvat, you, you signed Tyler Myers. Like, there's so many, so many good players that are happening with Vancouver right now that I think it's just going to be such an exciting time. And you know, honestly, like I'm not going to try and call it right now, but. For us to sit here and say that the Canucks are going to be kind of like a basement team like last year is just not true. Like they're, I think they're going to be in the hunt. Like I think they're good enough to at least make some noise for a wild card spot this year for sure. I mean, I'd have to agree. And like you said, we're really, or like you said, you're excited to cover a team that's on the rise. Dylan and I, we're excited to cover a team not really on the rise in the Minnesota Wild, <laughs> but I am excited to do some, uh, well, to do some podcasts together. You know. A little cross promotion, a little little guest um, appearances on both sides. When you know the old rivalry of the Minnesota Wild and the the Canucks gets refurbished as the Soda Pod and the Stick and Rink Podcast, get into some hot conversations throughout the, this season. Those are going to be some tense episodes. Oh yeah, I mean there might there might be a time like if the Wild come into Vancouver's barn and they smoke them like six nothing. Like I'm not going to talk to you guys for a little bit. <laughs> like I'm just going to be so choked. Like. I'll be like, talk, talk to me when they play again. Vancouver comes in and smokes them, and then and then we'll be back on speaking terms. So I'm, I'm petty like that when it comes to hockey, so I apologize in advance. And speaking of smoking, <laughs> our friend from Trail, um, who likes to eat a ton of smoke with those smoke eaters, he's going to join us in a few minutes here, so we're going to wrap things up. Josh, thanks for you know coming on the Stick and Rink Radio Show, the finale here on CHLY 1017, to introduce yourself to some of our you know dedicated uh, radio listeners because not everyone tunes into the podcast. It like like we said, it's a little grimy, it's a little explicit. Um, a lot of you know the old timers. Thanks, mom. Uh, she she uh, she. What are you trying to say there? That was. Whew. No, no, no. She mom. doesn't get the grimy, the grimy scene of the podcast. You just called and, her an old timer. Well, yes, I did. And um, she, she likes more of the radio show, much like a lot of these people in Nanaimo who don't really like the grimy, explicit content that sometimes we bring forth on the Stick Ring podcast. So to uh, bring it back full circle, we really are appreciated. Uh, you giving us some of your time to introduce yourself, to talk about what the show is going to be moving forward, and again, to uh, give some uh, Hockey Podcast Network some publicity. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. I think uh, the last thing I just, two two more things. First thing, uh, I'm going to throw you a curveball. I was actually born in Nanaimo, so very familiar with that city. Oh. Um, great, great town. Uh, you know, the Clippers, let's go Clippers, got to love them. Uh, and then also my mom is actually listening in the other room right now. So shout out to her as well. So 
uh, yeah, thanks for having me on, boys. Bring her to the Roxy as well when you treat us to that Sunday night out. Um, thanks. Just don't call her an old timer, though, Lakeisha. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, going no, to get in crap that. for that one. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's okay. You just won't eat for a week. That's fine. <laughs> thanks again, Josh. We'll uh, we'll All talk right. to you soon. All right, thanks a lot, right, buddy. Thanks. thanks, boys. There you have it, Dylan. Josh from Ride the Pod, top end prospect that we've added to the Hockey Podcast Network. This guy, you know, second overall draft pick. He's, he's going to do wonders. Him and Elijah, they're, they're going to kill it. All right, let's move into the Canucks weekly wrap-up. In 13 playoff games. Folks, it's time for the Canucks weekly wrap-up. But before we dive into that, we have someone on the phone line. I believe it's Mr. T. It's Producer T on the phone line. Back from trail, en route to San Jose. How's it going, Producer T? Producer T. Do we got how, you there, Producer how T? How the hell are you, Producer T? Oh, I'm doing there well. We I'm doing well. Just moving into Nanaimo, you know? Based on, I thought, you, I thought you, know, you were going to San Jose. Based on the tone of your voice, yeah, I thought you were heading down south. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but just been moving to Nanaimo this weekend, boys. Oh, it's very nice. Congratulations. Yep. Yeah, thank you. So how, how's the move going? You get the all U-Haul or you just slam that, that stuff on your back? We got, we got like a 97 Honda Civic, not Honda Civic, a Honda Odyssey that we've been packing boxes into. It's, it's a little bigger than a Civic. A little bigger than a Civic. Super Collwood. You know why? That's that's meeting in the middle. It's, that's not a bad way to do things. It's, well, no, it's, it's, it worked. It worked. Did it all in one. So, tell me, Producer T, are you, are you just pumped for the San Jose Sharks podcast this October? Well, boys, I can't wait for it to get started, to be honest. October feels like it's a long time away still. It's annoying, really. Can't Paul, come let, quick let, enough. Let me tell you, it's, it's coming up quick for us. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. Lots of prep to do before the big opening season. Really looking forward to joining the team. With the Hockey Podcast Network. Oh, I trust. We're super pumped for your uh, your show to come out. This guy right next to me, Isha Jerome, won't stop talking about the the San Jose Sharks podcast. So it's you know you got a lot to live up to here. Well, when uh, I don't know a few months ago when we were you know we weren't live in studio but still producing Sunday content for CHLY Stick and Rink Radio, Produce T would help me out a ton, and you know what he brought. In knowledge of the San Jose Sharks, especially in the playoffs, was outstanding, folks. And uh, we couldn't have asked for a, you know a better host to cover the San Jose Sharks, and we couldn't have asked for a you know better producer to help us out this last year, producer T. So we wanted to you know on this finale program of Sticky Rink Radio on CHLY 1017 CHLY dot C, we wanted to extend uh, our our gratitude and you know. And thanks because you did an outstanding job and it's been so much fun, man. It sucks that I know you're busy moving today and you couldn't come in live, but we're really excited that you at least could call in so that we could uh, tell you this on the air while our listeners uh, tune in as well. Well, boys, it's been an absolute pleasure joining the team and I can't wait to keep it going with uh, with our future going within the San Jose and it's been a hell of a good time down in the CHLY studio. I'm going to miss our Sundays at the fall for sure. 
Producer T, you've come a long way, bud. You've come come a long way from the first episode. <laughs> We're proud of you. We're proud of you. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> well, I mean, should we quickly just give a little bit of the background on how Producer T joined us? I mean, we we needed a producer. Um, I mean, I generally produce the show, but we liked having, you know, the, that trio of contributions. Um, yeah, we, we're a man short uh, going into season two, and Dylan, Producer T answered the bell right away. Producer T did answer the bell. Actually, after a show, uh, Isha and myself pulled off a two-man show, and we just thought, you know, we're, we're missing that element of the third person. So, actually, on the drive back from doing a show, we, we messaged Producer T, and almost right away, he accepted. He wanted to get on board this right away. He saw yeah. the potential. This is this is a smart man, folks. So he jumped right on. No producing experience, no podcasting experience, but he comes in and he just nails it. He was a natural right off the get-go. I honestly, I, I, as soon as I got that message, I, I couldn't wait to get started, get learning, and and look where it's got us and see where we'll get us in the future, right? Yeah, it's going to be amazing stuff. Again, Producer T is going to be covering the San Jose Sharks for the Hockey Podcast Network. I mean, we've been we've been rolling through names. I'm going to throw this one out on the air and into the podcast world. Producer T, Stick Hungry Podcast, man. That's that's what I think Stick Hungry go with. Podcast. What do you think? Are we going with Are that? we going with that? I like it. I like it. I've been thinking about it. I like it. Oh, well, let's, let's see. Let's, should we book it? We're going to book it. Let's do it. All right. Um, finally, I want to share one story. That is of significance, um, and it happened with Producer T. Now, oh, CHOI, the tissues out, folks. And, and this is very relevant for so many reasons right now, Producer T, as I'm sure you can imagine. But there was one point where, um, where, where CHLY in the depths of winter had, uh, had, uh, had a friend <laughs> roaming around. Oh a furry friend. God. A furry friend that Producer T was not a fan of, ladies and gentlemen. Don't get the nightmares. Oh, I think you scurried around uh, my foot here, oh, Producer yeah, T. Oh, saw one pass. Producer T, I can hear him running. So I've never, you know, Producer T, he's a, he's a big guy, he towers over us, you know, big strapping young lad. And, um, you know, I didn't think that anything could frighten this guy. Now, this little friend of ours scurries past his feet, and I've never seen anyone scream so high and jump on a chair quicker than Producer T. Oh, Drew, uh, I piss it off everyone on CHLY in the process, too. Oh, yeah, they know. They're sitting oh. right here. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, they're sitting here today, and they they were not happy oh, with the earthquake you provided. Video, eh? Oh, yeah. And, uh, unsafe. Un unsafe environment. <laughs> oh, we're man, making I, too much commotion. I still get the nightmares, for sure. That was the biggest rat I have ever seen. <laughs> that was the biggest one you've ever seen? Oh, Honestly, come on. It was running. It looked me in the eye. It, running, it did not like, look you in the eye. But you're from the UK. Evil. And you still, oh. uh, you haven't seen rats that bigger than what we just saw? I, I don't believe it. No, I, I don't live in greasy London. I sorry, in sorry. Good old, in good old Wales. We don't have rats out there. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> the truth comes out here on CHLY. <laughs> all right, uh, Producer T, Mr. Thomas, thank you again for all your contributions, all your help, and all your production here on Stick and Rink Radio, live on CHLY 1017 every Sunday. And we're very, very excited um, to also have you aboard the Hockey Podcast Network. So, sir, I will let you get back to moving and um, now hosting some family who are apparently coming and yes, hanging out with you. Yes. Um, we'll catch up soon, sir. And again, on behalf of all our listeners and everyone at Stick and Rink, we want to thank you again, sir. Well, thank you, guys. It's been a pleasure. Can't wait for the future. Anytime. That was, right, again, bye. Producer T, producer of the Stick and Rink podcast and Stick in Rink radio show. Um, we are going to dive into some Canucks talk. Obviously, it was a very, um, well, we had a ton of guests. And like we said, it was a moving target. 
in regards to our guests of the Stick and Ring podcast in this final hour. They took up, uh, you know, half of the show, and we're really excited about that because we wanted to bring on Josh. We definitely wanted to feature producer T. Um, now, let's get into some Canucks talk. Yeah, let's get right into it. All right, um, Chris Higgins. He joins the Canucks in a player development role, Dylan. And, you know, I always like Chris Higgins when he's playing for the Vancouver Canucks, and he seems like, you know, he has that personality where you could expect him to move into the front office in some sort of capacity. I know it's player development, and I think, you know what, I think that's the right spot for Chris Higgins. Yeah, I think it is as well. I know that Chris Higgins, I mean, as a player, um, he, he was drafted fairly high, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he had some pretty productive years uh, for the New York Rangers. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He played with the Montreal Canadiens, too, um, and spent a little bit of time with the Calgary Flames. But with the Vancouver Canucks, you know, he was part of those great teams in Vancouver who made those extended runs. Chris Higgins was also a player who understood that, yeah, I'm not the most skilled guy on the team, and I'm not going to be salty about it. If I contribute soundly to a third and fourth line role, then maybe I can actually help this team win because he was a skilled guy. He wasn't the most skilled guy. I know sometimes people like to call him uh, Stonehenge Higgins later in his career, but he had a decent shot, and he got into the dirty areas, much like uh, the Stick Ring podcast, dirty and grimy. I'm sorry, Mom. I didn't mean, uh, I didn't mean any harm there when... Uh, I made that comment with Josh. I was just talking about older def- demographics. But anyways, back to Chris Higgins. I oh, think speaking of having an older presence, he will be that older presence there with those young players. And this last offseason, he's worked with the Vancouver Canucks um, in their you know player development camps. Um, it's the new role for him, but I'm excited that the Canucks are at least at least getting more bodies in the system to help with uh, with roles like this. Uh, a little side note, we're going to jump away from Chris Higgins. How about our fans at CHLY answering the bat signal? I said, you know what, folks? Even if you want, you can come to the studio. You can watch us from the glass. You can watch us record. You know what? We had two people just come by the studio. So the folks love Stick and Rink Radio. Are you serious? I am absolutely serious. That is unbelievable. Um, Do we have any prizes on hand for them? No, we, we did not, but it looked like... <laughs> They didn't need our prizes. All right, yeah, because they, I know they were happy enough to come in the studio. That's amazing. I know because uh, we actually have uh, you know, all our prizes, not necessarily on hand, physically in hand. They're they're in our cars. I'm not gonna lie. They're, they're a few feet away we're, in our cars. We we probably should have been prepared and brought them in because we we we, we weren't expecting. We sent that. out the bat signal, and they know? answered. Unlike Dusty, they didn't bring us any wine, but that's okay. At first, I thought it was Dusty. Maybe, but maybe, I'm not gonna maybe lie. some cold beers. <laughs> it's hot in here. It is getting hot in here. Uh, but we, we, we bared through it, though. We've done a pretty good job. We only complained like six times. Should we move back to the, the Vancouver Canucks? Move right back into the, uh, the Kalamazoo Wings. And you're, oh. you're probably thinking, about Vancouver Canucks, you're throwing, throwing out Kalamazoo here. Yes, the Kalamazoo Wings, they re-signed with the Vancouver Canucks as their ECHL development affiliate for two more years. And that's right, folks. Kalamazoo is an actual city. An amazing city name. <laughs> an amazing city name. I'm just so glad that Vancouver Canucks get to keep this name in their organization for two more years. It's, it's really just the best thing that could have happened to this organization. Yeah, unlike Utica. Oh, it looks like we got uh, oh, more visitors Linton here. Wood from the hood. <laughs> it looks like we have a bit of a <laughs> Oh, it looks like our, uh, our CHLY, uh, uh, another CHLY oh, oh. contributor. Oh, I think he's going to let him. He wasn't very happy upon Linden's first appearance here. Um, Give him a a yell, a yelling or two. I think. Well, what can you expect from a guy like Lindenwood from that? Well, he has a beautiful smile. What are you talking about? He's got a Calgary Flames hat. Maybe that's the reason why. Because I think, I think he was our friend stunned. here. Our friend here in studio. He's a Winnipeg Jets fan, and I don't think he he takes kindly to uh, Calgary Flames folks. No, I, I think that must be the case. And you know, 
you can't blame the guy. At least he's, uh, you know, passionate about his hockey club. He, he won't let down, even for an amazing smile like that of Lindenwood. He's also not afraid of rats at all. Not afraid of rats at all. And, you know, speaking of Lindenwood, from the hood, I can hear the man coming down the hallway, entering the studio and sitting down. Linden, how the hell are you, buddy? I got one word to say, boys. Loot! Ha! Oh, tremendous. We, Just tremendous. We're starting with that right away. This is the Canucks weekly wrap up. Hold on, Lyndon. We're talking Kalamazoo right now. Alrighty. <laughs> Alrighty. No, but um, uh, play-by-play of the Utica comments. We had him on the show before Joe Roberts. He used to be the play-by-play voice of the Kalamazoo Wings, and he has nothing but great things to say about that ECHL franchise. Um, all right, Lyndon Wood, you're here. We were going to recap some of the Canucks offseason moves, but to be honest, Vancouver Canucks fans, they know all about that. We uh, we bitched and complained about Vancouver Canucks Twitter, the last radio show and podcast episode. You brought up a name, Milan Lucic, sir. What what about Lucic? Because I saw your Twitter. You went you went absolutely ham, as we like to say here on Stick and Ring, changing everything to number seventeen. There's there's a couple Canucks things that I wanna uh, I wanna wrap up before we go on to globe darting. But since you know he barged into the studio here, um, kind of unannounced, but that's okay. Let's get into some Calgary Flames fan talk because I mean that's what Calgary Flames fans do, right? They barge in unannounced. Huh. I should have called. <laughs> uh no. Well, there's How a big. <laughs> Oh, there was a big trade uh, a couple weeks ago for, uh, let's see, against uh, Calgary and Edmonton. Well, the third trade they've ever done. Uh, for James Neal and uh, Milan Lucic. And uh, a lot of fans are saying that uh, Edmonton won the trade. But personally, myself, I think Calgary won it. Okay, so I let's, let's put everything aside. All joking aside, break it down. Are you, as a Calgary Flames fan, are you actually happy with this trade? Are you happy with the result you got? If you guys know what happened in the locker room, you guys will be happy because, like, well, will you tell us, Mister Insider? <laughs> supposedly, so supposedly James Neal had a huge problem with Bill Peters, and like on Instagram, I'm dropping the Instagram word. No, it's all uh, good. There was a fan that said something about something about Neal being so lazy, and the comment got liked by Michael Forleak. Really? So that's some. Doesn't uh, he want out of Calgary too now, though? Well, I don't know if he does or not, but he's on the trade bait list right now. He got scrapped well, a couple of, oh, He mixed yeah. the trade to Minnesota. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah, yeah, he did too. Well, who wouldn't, right? <laughs> yeah, don't, we're the only ones not nixing a trade to Minnesota, eh, Dylan? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's true. I mean, that says a lot about us. But yeah, I mean, it is it is a good point. I mean, locker uh, locker room issues can uh, you know, spill onto the ice, especially with, with a big figure like, you know, the real deal, James Neal. Okay. Hopefully, uh, Bland Lucic... Not a lot of the same. I mean, I know he's generally liked in the locker room just based on the way he plays, right? He's going to play a good role for the Flames. Like, he's not going to score, like, 15, 20 goals for us. He's going he's gonna to be there to protect our kids. Exactly. And I don't think, you know, Calgary Flames fans, like, if you're being realistic, you can't expect the 20 goals, the 15 goals. Those years for Lucic are over. Oh, take a look in the first game of uh, Calgary versus the Canucks. Like, the first five minutes, Dylan Dubé gets destroyed by Eric Cabranson, and, like, Travis Hamannick fights Cabranson, and he breaks his jaw. Yeah, that's a great point. And that's a good point, Lyndon. Well, that's that's why we bring this guy in the studio, folks. Well, that's why, like, Lucic will make people grow a couple inches on the ice. Like, Bennett with Lucic? I thought you were going to say somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. So, well, you know, Bennett, yeah, he's uh, he's kind of a, developing into a rat as well. And he's he's quicker than Lucic. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, he's a, he actually he's an RFA we missed. He re-signed too, I believe, two point five million dollars for two years as well. A two point five one. 
that's why I bring this guy in. Stats so, guy? I don't know. Stats guy. Uh, uh, so, Lyndon, riddle me this. If James Neal puts up, let's say, 22 goals, Lucic comes out and puts up 11, are you still okay with the trade? Are you still happy with the move? I'm, I'm still a fan of James Neal. I hope he does good. But I don't like the Oilers, and I hope they never go to the Stanley Cup playoffs. But James Neal's gonna score with the Oilers. Like, yeah, he's gonna score with McDavid. Like, doesn't even matter. We're dry settled with Nuge. It doesn't matter. He's gonna score. The guy hasn't slowed down that much. Lucic's the thing. Yeah, he's gonna be a presence there on the ice. That no one can take. No one can take that away from him. He's slow. But he's slow, man. And the Calgary Flames, they don't play a slow game. Giordano can keep up with these kids. I don't even want to call them kids right now. They're mid twenties. Let's be honest. But still, these what? younger players. We had Yamir Yager. At age forty-five. Yeah, he didn't. What did he do? <laughs> Honestly, though, and I was, I was, I was Ugh. cool to see him in a Flames jersey. But let's be yeah. honest, he was barely keeping up in Florida. And I, I don't want to take anything away from Yager. He's one of the great ones. And even as an old fart, my mom is still young as hell. But Yager's a, he's an old fart. <laughs> he, he, he had issues in the last two years in the NHL keeping up. Even though he did put up points, hell, he had to come late at night with a, uh, you know, a, a weighted vest and you know weighted. Even like shin guards and 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 anklets, anklets, anklets. um, to to just keep up, and sometimes even he even wore all that in um in like opening um what's it called warm ups and stuff like that, and sometimes even in games in like the first period, and then he would take it off later in games, just have that jolt. I mean, that was a lot to to do as far as prepara- preparation wise, and I don't think Lucic is gonna do anything like that. I know his conditioning apparently is 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 has never been better. And he's working out harder than he ever did, but how many times have you heard that? Too? Exactly. I, I know a well, guy going about cliches, to a new yeah. team. Like, yeah, you hear that all the time. And well, yeah. No, as true. an organization, like, I, can't, I can't blame blame people for throwing out cliches like that. Because it's it's hockey it's, too. It's, it's the just, NHL. Yeah, what can you expect? But it kind of helps smooth in the uh, the transition, I guess. And you know, back to your Yager point though, all that preparation he had to do, and that's excluding the preparation he had to do with that hair. Because he had about four pounds of hair on the top of his head. Didn't really and look- that takes a lot of commitment, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I mean, commitment, it didn't really look like he prepared anything. He was a wild man out no, there, just true. growing that free-flowing hockey hair. He still has it playing for uh, the Division Two Czech team that he owns. How are you? How yeah. are you? Um, all right, let's wrap up some of our Canucks news here. Um, speaking of contracts and lengthy contracts like those of James Neal and Milan Lucic, which, by the way, the Calgary Flames, they uh, or Edmonton, retained some of Lucic's contract. Basically... To, to make it equal value to James Neal, give it a hundred grand or so. so but Lucic's, because it's front loaded, isn't it can't be bought out. And we kind of talked about buyouts earlier in the show, can't be bought out with ease, much like James Neal, who's actually getting paid out his annual average value, whereas Lucic is, is front loaded bonuses and oh, just a nightmare to buy out. But speaking of contracts and bringing it back to the Vancouver Canucks, as this is the Canucks. Uh, weekly wrap-up, the local hockey hour, and the final episode of Stick in Rink Radio live on CHLY 1017. Lyndon's crying a little bit. The tears Depressing. are coming down. Um, Besser's camp, Brock Besser, that is, has uh, has been pretty open to a certain degree in regards to these preliminary, and I can't believe I'm saying preliminary, and it, we're into August now, <laughs> negotiations with the Vancouver Canucks on uh, Besser's deal. They're going to heat up soon, ladies and gentlemen, but they, they've been steadfast saying that they will settle at an annual average value of $7 million. And at that value, I can't imagine it's going to be more than five years because Besser's going to want, you know, that same type of deal that Austin Matthews is getting uh, term-wise. That that way, you know, when he's still under 30, he can come out as a UFA and make that big dick swing in money. Am I allowed to say that on CHOY? <laughs> well, now you are. Big dick well, swing! Last episode, screw it. We'll, go, we'll do a live. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, 
for Brock Besser, I mean, if you're the Vancouver Canucks looking at signing this deal, you don't want anything under four years. And I've heard, you know, four years being thrown around out there uh, just because of the dollar value and how handcuffed the Vancouver Canucks are. Around $7 million, that seems pretty fair, but... Uh, so it's tough to say in this market. I hate bringing this. I've brought up this name like a thousand times. Kevin Hayes getting over $7 million. Brock Besser is twice the player that Kevin Hayes <laughs> is. So uh, what does that say for his value? But at the end of the day, I do think it'll be under $8 million. Yeah, and I think five years is, is a perfect term. And he's, let's be honest, it's a lot of money, but he could ask more from the Vancouver Canucks. He could, he could stranglehold them. If he, he was on the free market, absolutely he'd get well, eight not, nine million. But not dollars. even he could pull a William Nylander and be like, I want eight point five. No, I want I want Patrick Liney money. I am more I'm a more diverse player. Let's be honest. Besser, he may not be a two way player in regards to that two way being subscribed to a power forward game, but the man can hold on to the puck when, when he doesn't have that much space. He's strong enough and he can make plays. And he's not just a north-south goal scorer. The guy can make plays. And he holds a lot of power. I mean, let's be honest. The Vancouver Canucks need Brock Besser. He's on one of their team. pieces. They, they need him scoring 30 goals if they have any chance of getting into the playoffs. Um, so let's make some quick predictions since we're not going to have a prediction show anymore as this is the finale again of Stick in Rink. Just some general predictions. I mean, the Canucks guys finished with uh, 81 points last year. It was... Or 81 points in the Pacific. It was... Uh, Slightly better than their previous year, 2017-2018, of 73 points uh, under Travis Green's second year, but they missed the playoffs again. All right, I'm going to start off this little little prediction segment. The Vancouver Canucks will put up 94 points next season. That's my prediction, 94 points. What's that, a 13-point increase over last season? What was the point total? Yeah, 13 points. Not too bad. That might get them into the playoffs. It might not. It's going to be a tight squeeze. Uh, a couple others I have jotted down. Elias Patterson. I th- I'm thinking 72 points from Elias Patterson. I'm thinking it's, that's a... If pr- healthy or give and take, he misses 10 to 15 games. Exactly. I think he can put up that 72 points. Uh, Mr. Furland, the Canucks daddy coming in. I got him pegged in for 18 goals. JT Miller, 21 goals. I think they're going to combine for uh, a solid 40 goals. And Bo Horvat. I think with all this new talent around him, the fact that he's not going to be playing with sub-bar players is going to be a career season for Bo Horvat. So I'm going to put him at 70 points. Yeah, I think Bo Horvat, I could agree wholeheartedly. Whether his goal total goes up or, or down, you know, he could be a 20-goal scorer or a 30-goal scorer. Regardless, because of, like you said, the talent around him, he's going to, I think he's going to put up 70 points or even slightly north of that. Pedersen, if healthy, he's a point-per-game player. He's hitting 80. Um, if he misses any time to injury, he's it, it's around seven, the 70 mark as well. Potentially 30 goals. Uh, Besser, I think he puts up his first or a thirty-goal season. I think you know it, it's going to happen. I don't think this year's the year he's going to put up forty, just because there's a ton of new faces. And yeah, maybe he develops chemistry with exclusively Pedersen rather than bringing in you know another player that can complement them. Maybe it just doesn't work off the bat as well as it should, or maybe it teeters off at the end of the season because we know you know Michael Frillin towards the end of the season gets gassed and doesn't put up the production like he does coming out of the gate. So I just I. I just truly don't believe Besser's a 40-goal scorer yet, and I'm sorry, Vancouver Canucks fans, but hell, you got a 30-goal scorer on your team. You shouldn't complain. Um, I, I really think uh, Troy Stetcher's going to have a good season. Now, do I think that's going to reflect necessarily in points? No, but I think he's going to be someone who we talk about a lot because now with the, with more defensemen on this team in regards to Tyler Myers, Quinn Hughes, Jordy Ben, he doesn't have to play over 20 minutes anymore, and he's going to be so much better in that limited role. And I think Troy Stetcher could even put up 30 points and have the best defensive season, uh, barring no injury. 
Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, Jim Benning has listed Troy Stetcher as you know, An unmovable a, a, player, a pillar piece for this yeah. organization. We got the Blues Jam going. The, the hard Blues upstairs. Jam is going harder than it's ever gone before. Well, folks. they know it's the finale of Stick and Rink Radio, baby. Live CHLY one zero one seven. Um, Josh, he got a he got a prize from us. Shane got a prize from us. Hey, he got a foot rub. We had uh, I forgot to tell him actually what he won. Uh, Josh, if you're listening, Alex Edler Canucks jersey. How are you? He resigned, so we uh, didn't burn it. <laughs> Do we have any other you know predictions? I, I predict that Sven Berchi, if healthy, will actually put up. What, what's a your fifty point, point season? What's your point total for the Vancouver Canucks regular? Season? Well, I guess I didn't say that. Uh, oh, cop out there. Nine, 90. 90. 64 points. I yeah, think, okay. All right, Mister Calgary Flames uh, fan. I'm shaking my head. Um, Exit I th- is just over there. <laughs> I, I I I think ninety. I think they. Uh, I don't think they make the playoffs. I really don't. Just because the the Pacific Division is getting better. That's the only reason. If it stayed somewhat stagnant, sure the Canucks have a chance. I still think they have a chance. But I, t- I don't think it got that much better though, and I think I think the, the Canucks did get Canucks better. Im- probably improved more than oh, any other Pacific team. But how how many points do you need to make the playoffs these days? I mean, they're saying, oh, it's over hundred, then it's back no, down to true. like late eighties, early nineties. So that's- between between ninety ninety five points, the Canucks are going to be they're going to be close. They're not exactly. going to nosedive at the end of the season and play meaningless games in March. I really don't believe that this year. No, I agree with that, and you know that's why I'm not necessarily saying. Playoffs or not playoffs, I'm saying point totals. 94 points. I think, you know, low 90s, whether or not that gets in the playoffs, that just really depends on the season that's that's at hand. You know, we've seen the uh, the power swing from the east to the west. So who knows what's going to happen this year? Well, Tyler Myers, Quinn Hughes, Jordy Ben, that's, you know, Edler's coming back. You have Troy Stetcher, Chris Tanev still. Yeah. That's, you know, there's nothing amazing there. But that's a pretty damn good defense in the the National Hockey League in, like you said, a poor overall Pacific division. And up front, they got Big Daddy Furlan, the Canucks killer, formerly the Canucks killer, um, and JT Miller, which is on the on the high end, north of 40 additional goals to this team. On the low end, 35, 30. That's still 30 more goals on this team. And, you know, at the low end, even if it is 30 goals, the Vancouver Canucks are also a much harder team to play against at the end of the day, and that means a lot. And those extra goals could come from players who are insulated, like we said, the likes of Bo Horvat. Um, hell, even a Jake Vertanen, perhaps? Who knows? Yeah, you know, and like you brought up, a healthy Sven Berchi. Who knows what can happen there? Yeah, and I mean, that's, we that, don't want to that's a whole other can of worms, but he's such a good player. You know, he's like a Nino Nita Ryder. The, those, those Swiss players are Swiss Army knives. It's hilarious. I mean, that metaphor, it works so well because they can do everything. I mean, Berchi... Do you have a degree in English literature or something? That was amazing. Minor in communications. How are you? <laughs> Not a big deal. <laughs> Six years of university. Got me minor in communications, ladies and gentlemen. I'm also a religious scholar, but that, again... Hey, hey but you know why well. at the end of the day you're talking on the radio? There you go. Talk to Chad about a bunch of things that were more than hockey last night, though, where that, that religious no. studies degree came in handy, let me tell you. But, again, we won't go down that tunnel um should we save this local hockey story um for after globe darting and 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 jump into that dylan should we do that yeah let's let's do that let's jump right into globe darting okay right before um we get into globe darting and cover france france we uh let, let's quickly update the poll question the poll question which you can find on twitter at stick in rink 
pod. You better retweet it right now. I see you now. Lyndon's finally whipping out his phone. Oh, I didn't get on the poll question. Yeah, Lyndon's got caught with his pants down, but it's all right. We forgive him. He's uh. I was at work, guys. Oh, you pants are down. You know, we're what? on Facebook Live, Lyndon. I just saw the retweet. This this guy, he's a good man. He's a good man. And we finally got uh, um, a flurry of votes. Exactly. So the question is on Twitter, at Stick and Ring Pod, is what is the main issue that may cause another NHL lockout? The options are cap recapture, escrow, front-loaded contracts, or Olympic participation. Uh, currently, re- cap recapture and escrow are sitting tied at 33%. Front-loaded contracts at 14%. And Olympic participation is sitting at 19%. Pretty even poll question so far. I, I, I'm i not surprised Olympic participation is on the low end of that poll. Um, I'm surprised escrow is as high as it is. Maybe I'm a little uninformed in that regard, but I really thought that the cap recapture and the front-loaded contracts, like we kind of pressed in our two, were, were the critical issues here. Absolutely. So that being said, I think it's time for the very last segment, folks. This is going to be a tearjerker, the last segment of Globe Darton. We Globe Darton, baby. Hey, man, who's that cat coming down the street? I don't know, but it sounds to me like that whipping man with the bone. Sure having himself a ball. This is Alex Ovechkin along the wing, and he is out there playing with Kuznetsov. And that is good Holy has it, flips it, Burrow steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! They slayed the dragon! All right, we are globe darting for the final time here on CHLY Stick and Rink Radio. You're listening to the Stick and Rink Radio Show, ladies and gentlemen. The sad time, the last time we're ever going to hear that intro music for for globe darting. For globe darting. I mean, we may see the... Harlem Globetrotters come through Vancouver or, you know, they could have come through Nanaimo if they had an arena, but go back an hour or two and listen to all <laughs> of our banter on that. But again, we, ch- Dylan, chucked a dart last week, or I guess not last week, a few weeks ago. Uh, the dartboard is still hanging here in the CHLY studios. And where did the dart land, Dylan? And uh, which hockey nation are we about to, uh, you know, bring, bring, some, uh, bring some information to our listeners? About? We hit the land of underpants folks. That's right, France. We're going to start off with some NHL players that have come from the land of France. Anton Roussel. Folks from the Vancouver market know Anton Roussel very well. He's actually the highest scoring French player. 172 points in 478 games. Uh, there's a couple other notable players. pierre Edouard uh, Bellemare, who's part of the Vegas Golden Knights organization. And Cristobal Huey who actually disappointed Team Canada way back in the day uh, in the Olympics. I, I want to say it was the Nagano Olympics where they uh, disappointed Team Canada. Oh, that was a horrible outing. I don't even want to think about it. It was a horrible one. But uh, other than that, you know what? It's I'm, I'm slightly disappointed. I thought I'd have a couple more names to read off, but those are the only notable French players Well, I'm, from France. I, I tried to find some Callwood stories too because... Francais. I mean, I mean, producer T, he's from over the pond. He could probably, he probably has a few words about those probably Frenchmen. Probably a few scraps with him, too. Oh, that's... Maybe, okay. Maybe, okay. <laughs> I don't, don't want to go down that road, Dylan. Oh. Um, I, I got some stats from France, though. Um, The men's national team, ladies and gentlemen, the nickname Les 
tricolor. No, three colors. Get it? Pretty good. Trois <laughs> colors is what it's, it should be. I don't. Have, I'm reading, so I can't throw on the crickets right now. Um, but they. This is going super well. As an international team, Team France has played 1,144 hockey games. Their uh, win-loss record is 433 wins to 623 losses, uh, 88 ties. Their longest winning streak was eight games, March 17th to December 27th, 1985. Their longest unbeaten streak was 15 from January 7th to December 27th, again in 1985. So that was a good year for the French. Not bad, not bad. Their longest uh, losing streak, though, and uh, we, we don't really want to talk about it too much, their, their losing streak. But you know what? We'll bring it up anyway. <laughs> Ten isn't as bad as I would have originally thought. Hey, that's not bad. I was, I was expecting, you know, a little 2030s. March 16th is uh, to March uh, 14th, 1963. Not bad. There you have it. There you have it. Um, home games won 362. Away games uh, 782. And 3,575 goals for. I'm not going to get into the goals against. They won gold at a European championship in 1924. Silver in 1923. Um, quickly, I just want to highlight the women's team as... We are we, we love women's hockey and pump it all the time here on Stick in Rink. They played 390 games, 146 wins, 226 losses, 18 ties. Their longest winning streak was eight. April 7th, how are you? My birthday, to November 8th of 2013. And their longest unbeaten streak, eight as well. Uh, that exact same record. Their longest losing streak, unfortunately, um, is 20 which went from November 12, 2005 to February 24, 2007. 974 goals for and 1,338 goals against. So the women's national team, a little bit behind the men's, but let's be honest, the men's national team has been, I mean, that program has been around much longer. Women's hockey, it is growing worldwide. I mean, we don't see Canada and U.S. win all the tournaments anymore. I mean, we see the U.S. win and you know, controversial fashion against the Finns, but we've talked about that on this radio show as well. Um, we talked about earlier in the show how hockey is growing everywhere in the world. I mean, Bermuda of all places as well. Though the women's team here isn't doing that great, it's, it's good to see that there actually is women international ice hockey being represented um, in France. And how was that for a hashtag stack guy, folks? I'm sweating here. <laughs> that started off... Uh, hell, hell of a job. And that so that, that concludes Globe Darton forever. I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. I mean, that that explains uh, how frantic I was getting my tabs up for that oh, one. Oh, I saw the sweat dripping down that <laughs> nose. Well, it is hot in this studio, ladies and gentlemen. Um, is it because of me? Oh. Oh, I was waiting. No, I, I set you up. Oh. Hook, line, and sinker, ladies and gentlemen. Tremendous. Barely knew her. Barely know. Uh, like Dylan said, our last globe darting segment on CHLY 1017 Stick and Rink Radio. Thank you um, for, to everyone who uh, bared with us through that segment. Sometimes it got a little crazy as the darts were flying in this room. Oh, uh, that first video we posted as as the release for the promo video for this. Globe yeah. darting, baby. Yeah, there's some unhappy people about that one at the station. Thanks to our listeners again who uh, have tuned in to the local hockey hour and the Canucks weekly wrap up every week here on Stick and Rink Radio CHLY 1017. One last local story before we actually wrap things up, folks. Can you believe it? Three hours just wrap zoom flew by. We had a ton of guests. We want to thank them again. But first, um, follow Brian Weeb on Twitter, ladies and gentlemen, for all BCHL updates. 
at Brian underscore Weeb, and that's W-I-E-B-E, my new editor, actually, at the BCHL Network, which the new beat writer for the Couch and Capitals, not a big deal. What are you doing right now, polishing the shoes or what? A little bit, but uh, I just want to thank Brian and give a shout out to him for giving me that opportunity. I'm really excited to work with an amazing professional such as him. Uh, he li- highlighted a story that I shared from the Stick and Rink account, or maybe I, I tagged Stick and Rink in it. It's a gift that keeps on giving because the BCHL's West Kelowna Warriors owner is added again. Kim Dabransky is being sued by his financial partner, Xiao Ronglian, who, Nailed is, it. who is seeking $300,000. Uh, the Supreme Court is actually involved as Kim is not allowing his financial partner to exercise their clause to provide input on employment hirings and terminations. Um, you know, the partner was not informed of the firing of the head coach last season, a story which we covered extensively here on Stick and Rink Radio last summer. We knew about it before the owner did. That's that's the sad part. I believe we had some technical difficulties back then, too, on Twitter, because it was Twitter videos we were trying to play. No, that's true. That's Much true. Much like, yes, we pull the army, bud! Did you hear that? Were you listening? Okay. Oh, yeah. Classic clip. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the problems just keep on coming for uh, West Kelowna. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Um, so follow Brian Weeb for more updates on that story. If you're interested in anything uh, Couch and Capitals, follow myself at VI Sports Talk and, uh, of course, the BCHL Network um, on Twitter, Facebook, or their website at bchlnetwork.com. Um, as always, folks, CHLY is always looking for local sponsors up and down the island and online as a nonprofit station. We appreciate donations as well, so check out chly.ca for more information. Uh, the Stick and Rink podcast is blowing up with listeners. It, it's been blowing up with listeners this entire summer. We're wrapping things, things up now, ladies and gentlemen, but if you're interested in you know, sponsoring anything on the Hockey Podcast Network, you know, Stick and Rink now is affiliated with them, contact us at HockeyPodNet. So that's, that's it. That's it for Stick and Rink Radio, folks. I mean... It's it's been an emotional roller coaster. We've we've got one of our top fans here in the studio. You know, Isha's running the boards like the, like the good old days. We got other people Feels here in the studio. Feels a little nostalgic. Feels a little nostalgic, but uh, you know, we just want to thank everybody here at CHLY. We want to thank Arby and Jesse and, and everyone else who's uh, given us the opportunity to broadcast the show on air. I know we've been we've been a little tough at some points. We've may, we may have crossed some lines, but you know what? You stuck through it with us, and we thank you for that. And I get like, I mean, to piggyback off of that, the opportunity here to to not only learn how to produce a radio show and to be given the freedom um, to do what you know we wanted in regards to hockey talk and sports talk. Because let's be honest, coming into this radio station, that wasn't a, a huge part of the station. They're mainly music and local talk shows, and I think uh, I think we eventually fit right in. So again, thanks Jesse, thanks Arby, thanks everyone here at CHLY. Yeah, you know what? At the end of the day, what made the show great was the fact that they gave us creative control. You know, the station was not on top of us saying, you know, you have to do this, you have to do that, you can't talk about this, you can't talk about that. We were allowed to come on, present the show how we wanted, and, you know, that that put no stops in front of us. And uh, I think that's why we produced the kind of show that we did at the end of the day. So we did run down some thank yous on the Stick and Rink podcast, Dylan, in regards to our guests. You know, our guests who joined us, Patrick Bexell, Alex Newhook, you know, returning guests um, of note. I mean, K-Rock Rain, Brayden from Colwood, Shane, Lyndon, Brandon Hobbs, Josh and Elijah, who are taking things over at Ride the Pod. You know, the the 18-year-old Will Bryant, who's, you know, 19 now, 
Um, who are we missing here? Beach. Who are we missing here? Brandon Wong. Brandon Wong. I mean, man, we Mark Wall. Not Mark Wahlberg. Mark Barry. Mark Barry's come on the show. You know, like we said earlier, show Alex Newhook coming on multiple times. Producer T for everything he's Producer done with T, us. Producer T, Lyndon Wood from the Hood for supporting us all this time, giving us rap battles, giving us some hilarious content. Um, you know, there's just so many. There's so many people that we have to thank for this show. You know, we've had so many guests over the years. Uh, thank you to everybody from the Hockey Podcast Network that's joined our new project. Uh, folks, remember, you can follow the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on Twitter. We will be releasing content, a ton of content, come October 1st for the NHL season. But to wrap it up, Stick and Rink Radio. It's been a hell of a ride here at CHLY 101.7. I know we're going to be sad leaving the studio today, but it is what it is. We got to move on with our new project, and uh, this may not be the last time you hear from us. No, uh, it's definitely not going to be the last time you hear from us. You can follow us moving forward on October 1st on the Hockey Podcast Network covering uh, the Minnesota Wild at the Soda Pod. One last great hockey-related story that is in my notes, and I know we're running short on time, but hey, what else is new on Stick and Rink? Um, congrats to Garrett Rank, the 31-year-old professional hockey referee. is the first Canadian amateur golfer to win a Western title since 1977. So He's I, ranked now. I had to give him some publicity here on local radio, ladies and gentlemen. Um, again, follow us on Twitter at Stick in Rink Pod. Now Josh and Elijah. Um, Stickery Pod is going to still be on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, the whole shebang come October 1st through the Hockey Podcast Network. Follow that, the, that account at HockeyPodNet on Twitter for weekly giveaways. Yeah, and you know, of course, follow at Stick in Rink Pod. We're going to be handing over the account. We're going to be handing over the entire podcast to Josh and Elijah, but that doesn't mean you can't follow them. Give them some support moving into the Hockey Podcast Network. Um, as always, you can find the show on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast from. Um, don't forget, folks, you can follow Isha, the producer of the show tonight at VI Sports Talk. You can follow myself at DYL underscore THPN. You can follow producer T, who's currently in trail at producer underscore T-E-E. Lyndon Wood from the Hood, where can they find you on Twitter? I messed it up last time, but my uh, Twitter handle is bcwood13. There you go, folks. For some amazing Flames content. He's not a troll at all. This guy's 100% serious all the, the time. Insider. Man, this it's been a hell of a ride, people of Nanaimo on CHLY 101.7. We thank you. Wow. I mean, I'm getting... <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a little emotional here. It's the last time in this studio. I may be burning up in the depths of hell. C-H-L-Y. Thanks, Lyndon, for joining us. Thanks to all of our guests, all of our listeners, all of our supporters. It's been a hell of a ride. Signing off for the last time, I'm Isha, alongside producer T and Dylan. Folks, keep your eyes on the prize and stick in the ring.
doesn't let me 